0: Oh, you hear that, man? Sounds like the bird of salesmanship. Gotta be. The rarest, sweetest of all the birds. They call him Jonathan Livingston's cell goal. And he takes it sexy when he whores it to you. Oh, that bird of salesmanship, man. that cell goal. Get on his back and... Let's fly off to a place where I sell you shit. That's right, man. We got to hoard some merchandise here. Sometimes we got to pay the bills. Pay the bills at Smodco. Uh, Hollywood Babylon is a show that you could see live, man. Uh, and it's been down all month long because uh, Ralph took a mini vacay. He had some stuff uh, to vacay. He's, he's got to enjoy his life, too. Get off his goddamn large balls. On the show, he'll tell you, man, he's got massive fucking balls. And I've seen them. They're real fucking knee shooters. Uh, You can see Hollywood Babylon live. We're coming back with a vengeance in August. Coming hard, man, all over the walls and whatnot. Bring in one of those black lights. you would be able to see it everywhere. August 4th, Hollywood Babylon with me and Ralph Garman at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. Tickets at csmod.com or babylonkev.com. Uh, August 11th, the very next week, we're going to be at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, man. Me and Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. Tickets once again, babylonkev.com. Week after that, we're back at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, August 18th. That show's 10 o'clock at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. Tickets at zisba.com. And August 25th, man, we wrap up the month of August with my Ottawa debut. That's right, never done a show in Ottawa, in Canada, and I'm bringing up Ralph Garman. The Garmy's coming with me, for heaven's sakes. August 25th at the Centerpoint Theater right there in Ottawa, Ontario. Tickets, once again, at babylonkev.com or ceasemod.com. But what if you're like, hey, man, Ralph Garman's one thing. I I'm, God bless him and his big balls. But what? Well, I, well, I want to see another show. I want to see you with you uh, with Scott Mosier. I want to see you uh, with Jason Mears. Well, don't worry. There are shows for you as well. August 17th, Portland, Oregon. Me and Mo, Smodcast live in front of people at the Aladdin Theater, August uh, 17th, 8 p.m. Go check those uh, tickets out at csmod.com as well. August 23rd, I'm going to be doing Solo Mish uh, up on stage in Orlando at the Orange County Convention Center, part of Star Wars Celebration 6, an evening with Kevin Smith, mostly going to be probably Star Wars oriented and whatnot. It's going to be a fun time. August 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Orange County Convention Center, Chapin Theater. Tickets at csmod.com. Very next day, I'm shooting up to Toronto. T-Dot, baby. T-Dot Toronto. Toronto, Ontario. August 24th for Fan Expo Canada. Me and Muse are going to be doing Jay and Silent Bob. Get old. You can get tickets there for that at csmod.com. I'll lead you to another website. But uh, use csmod as your portal to get most of these tickets. Um, and don't forget, hey, Boston, way ahead in the fall. October 13th, I'm going to be coming out to you, man, to Wilbur Theater, an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, it's kind of like a live version of a Reddit Ask Me Anything. Uh, October 13th, uh, 9.45 show. What a bizarre showtime. time. Uh, right there on Tremont Street in Boston. Uh, evening with Kevin Smith at the Wilbur Theater. So October 13th, mark your calendar. You can go pick up tickets now if you want. Shy of that, what else can I point you toward? Uh, Hulu Spoilers, brand new episode of Spoilers this week uh, where we talk about the Dark Knight tragedy uh, in Colorado. So you can peep that out. Uh, Monday morning, uh, It's as always, brand new episode of Spoilers uh, only on Hulu. And that's about it, man. That's some whoring. Now I'm going to pop off and let you listen to uh, the dulcet tunes of one of our many SMOD co-artists. As they uh, just tickle your ear pussy to orgasmic delight. Rare bird of all, Jonathan, living.
1: This pre-NetHeads moment of silence is for everyone and anyone affected by senseless, pointless, tragic loss and violence. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright?
2: He's got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff.
3: You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. guys. This
1: is Matt With Will Wilkins
3: and Fred Lovefaker.
1: Yeah, I guess who's back? back again. Will is back. Tell a friend. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. My name's Trent. My name's Americo. And that's Americo Static, which we've all come to miss and love. Uh, If you want to take part in the program, you can. They can do it via Twitter. And how can they, Trent?
2: Uh, it's what the kids call a hashtag.
1: You just type that in and then hit NetHeads and we'll see it in the stream. That's the number symbol, the tic-tac-toe sign or whatever else. It's the shift three. If you don't know mm-hmm. what shift three is, why are you listening to NetHeads? <laughs> uh, now, usually I turn to America and say, what's the 925 number? After I say, you can also give us a call at 866-610-9455. Or those that can't reach us through that number, they can call us on the toll line non- on the toll line. But his static is acting up. So he just needs a few moments before he can cut. It's an interesting thing every week. Same thing. It's if we don't bring America on soon enough, it's like his system needs to balance out and catch up, much like I do every day. So if you want to call us on the toll toll number, toll, I keep wanting to say the toll-free number. <laughs> is it toll-free? It, it, if you call 866-610-9455 in the continental U.S., <laughs> yes, it is.
3: Oh, Otherwise,
1: cool. those of you using Skype or any other program and need a real number, you can call 925 uh, you know what, say it anyway, America. It's 925-238-9020. <laughs> yeah, 925-238-9020 if you couldn't hear him through the uh crackling popcorn. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting though. I've never heard of a microphone that was made by snap, crackle and pop. Uh <laughs>
2: and it's, it's you, Kellogg's new promotion. Yeah, and
1: also if you do have Skype you can also use Netheads on air is the uh, screen name. So uh yeah, that's it. So uh the interesting thing of the uh three netheads there has only been one of us that has seen the Dark Knight returns. Which, well, that came out this weekend. Yeah, I I'm, you might have heard something about it. Actually oh, okay. uh, and I I kind of want to talk to you Trent about yes. this. Because you were one of the people that was attending a special midnight showing. As a matter of fact, you attended a a -a Batmanathon. Pretty much, you had.
2: Yes, indeed, very cool.
1: Yeah, so it was basically the Nolan trilogy played back to back to back, and Mm -hmm. you were there. What time now? What time local time did that start? Because you know that central time you're on, it does nutty things. You get yeah, like yeah, an yeah, east coast yeah. feed, and you get you know things an hour earlier than we do, and or something like that. So I just figure maybe your midnight showing got to start at like nine a.m. or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we started by London time. <laughs> okay. No, uh, the, it was the midnight showing here, so that would have been 11 o'clock for, for you guys on the West Coast. And uh, I had a friend that uh, went early, and so he was able to save me. Because the theater that I'm at doesn't have assigned seating. Right. So he went early, got us a, a good spot. Wait, does that exist in movie theaters, like assigned seating? Oh, yeah. Mo- mo- the majority of the theaters in Utah all have, like, you can pick the, the, the seats that you want when you buy your tickets online. Oh, my gosh. That is just nutty. Oh, it's, all, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that here in California. Really? No. Not yet, no. No. Australia they do though. Mm. And I, I kinda like it.
1: Well, and soon you'll be enjoying it too. Um <laughs> true. So, so your midnight showing was in fact at midnight your local time. It was.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes so
1: indeed. so. I you know, let me let me tell you about my Friday. Um, I had nightmares. I, I don't really mm-hmm. tend to have them. At least not anything to where it troubles me, if you know what I mean. Right. I, I may wake up. You know, after a disturbing dream that, you know, I wasn't happy about, but not, I mean, not something that will shake me awake and make me fearful of going back to sleep. Um, But Friday, Thursday night to Friday morning, I did and woke up at 4 a.m. And then at uh, 4.20, I decided I'm not going back to sleep. Uh, I'm just going to get up and take it out on work. Oh,
2: I thought you're going to take it out on a bowl. No.
1: And uh, like cereal. Oh, good point. I see what (laughs) you're saying. Never mind. Well, it's 420 in the morning. Whatever. Good one. Uh, Yeah, so I decided to get up and and just take it out on work. In other words, uh, my mind was too boggled by what had transpired in my dreams to um, mess with my head. So I figured I would just go to work. I had a lot of projects to work on. There's always something to do, so why not? And I figured worse comes to worse. Maybe I could take a long lunch and see the Dark Knight Returns at the Metreon. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, got and on when I got onto the train, uh, I thought I was still dreaming because I looked at Twitter. Because naturally, that's where the news begins, folks. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, I found out about what happened in Colorado. Mm. Uh-huh. So what I'm getting at with this long story is uh, I woke up from a nightmare got on a train, and discovered a whole nother nightmare. And yes, I said whole nother, one of the seven cardinal sins that exist in the Wilkins household. <laughs> so I'm curious, Trent, you came off of a Dark Knight high, if you will. Oh, you got yeah. to watch uh-huh. all movies. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you, you enjoyed the film.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was one, a great film. Dark Knight yes.
1: Returns. At what point did you learn about what happened
2: in Colorado, though? Oh, God. And I felt like such a horse's ass, too, because, I mean, I I finished uh, the movie, went home and went right to bed because I had had a uh, video shoot early the next morning. Right. And it was with a bunch of engineering students. So I thought, you know, they're all nerds. They're going to go see the movie. So I I walk into the video shoot and I'm like, hey, did you guys uh, go see the Dark Knight Rises last night? And uh, one of the other uh, camera guys just kind of looks at me like, like, you insensitive prick i had, i had no I had no idea he had to explain the whole thing to me, and I was just like jaw on the floor at that point,
1: yeah, okay, good i can uh, <laughs> let me share a little story for you as well then I believe the year is nineteen ninety nine I am excited because I'm working my first um n a b yeah national association of broadcasters convention. Uh-huh. For Play Incorporated, it's a new thing. You know, they're starting the Play TV channel. We shot promos. It's a it's a wonderful big thing. And uh first day in what we called we came to the term the broadcast box because they were trying to show that with their new technology, anybody could do a television show from anywhere. So mm-hmm. they literally made an eight-foot by eight-foot box to stick us in. <laughs> I mean, and they tried to make it look like a tiny little office. Uh, But it was, it was, oh, just so, it was claustrophobic and horrible. We had a virtual screen behind us, and some guys came up and they said something and they said, "Uh, we're part of the trench coat mafia. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Mm. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Columbine. Yeah. I literally had no clue. It wasn't until. I think the end of that day that I found out what happened, and I was just, again, and, you know, this was pre-portable internet era, I think, you know, most people were still on dial-up, and so it's not like I was looking at a smartphone to find anything. I I think I walked by a a newspaper, at which point then you just feel like the world's most clueless uh, prick in the world, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure brings us back to your
2: shoot. (laughs) Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there was uh, one guy at Lowe's today. Uh, he was uh, cutting the set of blinds that I hung up here in the studio. Finally, real set up. Oh, here. nice. Good for you. And, uh, you know, he said, yeah, I, I, I'm, I said, I'm dying. I mean, I can't wait to see Batman is Ugh. what he said. Just give me yeah. the circumstance. So anyway, so you walk into the shoot. He looks at you, you insensitive prick. And then does somebody tell you?
2: And, and then he went on to say, well, you heard what happened. Like, you know, you just don't ask questions like that. And I was like, well, no, I didn't. What, what happened? And they explained it all to me. And no, none of them had seen it either. I was the only one that stayed up late to go see it. Wow. Well, and
1: that's the reason why you didn't know, because you literally, let's just theoretically say you had to be up for the shoot at seven o'clock. I'm. That means Trent got up at six forty-five.
2: Yep. Oh, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> at best <laughs> seven fifteen. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Very actually, nice. um,
4: I, I was up while this was going on. I actually was watching it live while um, while it was occurring. And a friend of ours, um, who uh, when I say ours, mine and Ruth's, and uh, uh, from um, Elias, he that's that's the theater that he goes to. He was supposed to go to that theater that night for the night show. Oh my gosh! Show. And um, I think his, uh, I, I recall, I think his sister or brother, I can't remember which, but his sibling had tickets, and then they canceled out at the last minute. And it's just one of those things they're like, good God, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's okay. You know, I feel obviously feel terrible for everybody else that got hurt and those people that died. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you know somebody who's in that town and you know that's the theater they go to. And you're just in a blind spot waiting
1: to hear back
4: that, you know, they're okay. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. It's
1: just one of those shocking things. There's nothing you can do. And, uh, you know, there are. Uh, uh, oh, well. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a, it's a, just a miserable fucking thing. There's no other way to put it. And I, you know, and, and you hear about who, some of the victims of this pointless thing. And it's just like, why, 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 why? And, you know, at that point then I think though there was, oh gosh, talk about a PR nightmare.
2: Oh, oh, and and that's the shitty thing about it, like the fact that this is tagged to you know such a good experience at the same time. It, yeah. It's just sad.
1: There was also a company, some type of boutique, if I remember, who had a um, a product named Aurora. And they, their uh, social media team was overseas, had no icle- idea, and they tweeted something about, oh, Aurora's oh, no. trending, it must be about our amazing new dress design. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, I know some social media firm that's getting shit-canned today. Wow. Yep.
2: Oh, without a doubt.
1: They're yeah. dropped. Yeah. Like yeah, like a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I I, of course, do have to wonder if... In any way, shape, or form, this affected the box office at all, but judging by the Cineplex nearest me, if they're even called that anymore i'd say it did not
2: no i don't think so either uh, My guess is that it it, it maybe not in ticket sales, but maybe in enjoyment of the film and reviews of the general public it's I, it can't not affect it
1: yeah i don't know yeah maybe it maybe it would have been. Like ten or twenty million bigger than it was, yeah. Maybe I mean. Okay, the- hold on. Who's got a garbage truck outside their house? Uh, What's what? going That's on? Me. Is that you? Okay, you mute your mic for a few points. <laughs> <laughs> America can't catch a break today. I cannot. Not at all. I swear, man. What is just? It, there's. It's, it's the whammy on his side. Oh, uh, Capo is also bringing up. I read about this one guy's uh, sister. Uh, That was in the theater, and she actually survived the mall shooting in Toronto.
2: Oh, my God.
1: I mean, it's just, uh, and the whole point is, it's just, uh, I, look, I know the American Constitution says that in order to maintain a well-organized militia, we have the right to bear arms. Yes. That law was written when, what, it took, like, ten minutes to reload a pistol or a gun?
2: Well, and before the National Guard was established, yeah, exactly. So, so once the militia then became our National Guard, the the need to to bear arms was no longer there.
1: Yeah, and and you know, of course, the one thing that comes back to as well is uh, an AK fifteen.
2: Y- yes, agreed on this. This yes.
1: is a rifle that is uh, well. Let's put it this way. You're not going to see somebody going out and hunting a deer with an AK-15. Not in a million years. Yeah, it's no. an AR-15. Oh, whatever. Justin, yeah. Thank you very much for clarifying that point because I do hate sounding like an idiot, America. <laughs> Um But yeah, it's just it, an AR-15, AK-47, any one of these things, you're not going to use it for hunting. It's like, hey, I went rabbit hunting. Check out this tail I got because
2: that's the only piece that's left. <laughs> that's left, left yeah. A- after a full clip because they're you can't shoot accurately with them.
1: Yeah. So you're not, I mean, there's only one reason why these are created and that is for the rapid deployment of bullets. And it's not for hunting. Let's face it. It's for defense or offense in war. You know, there's yeah, no it, reason why a standard American citizen should have the need to buy one of these things. Ex- exactly. It, it's just me, though. I mean, I, there are other people that will defend their right, but again, you know, how far does it go? We have the army. We we have the, the Marines. We have these people to defend our nation. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but if there is an incursion occurring, the least of my worries should be that my neighbor is packing major heat, and I might get caught in friendly fire. Right. Exactly. And that's the
4: thing, is that this is a modified M-16. What how in the world should a 24 year old own a modified m16 at at any given point
2: what why is it okay for that to be all right well and part of the problem is too you know they they get around it by selling it as a semi automatic weapon but anyone that has a uh, you know internet explorer 3 can go uh-huh. on and, and find the six minute mod that makes it fully automatic Great. exactly and- And that's the thing is that
4: um, because of all this happened, I was actually curious uh, about the rifle that he purchased, about the the shotgun. You know, there people were saying, you know, how could this kid afford it? I found out you can get all that stuff for less than a grand. It's it's – it's I mean there's ways to go about getting those kind of weapons on the cheap. And it's just mind-boggling how easy it is to do it and how it's not even – we have to get a license to get a car. We have to go through a process. We have to go every year to own a car. Go to Yet, a gun show, though. Go to a gun show. Just buy it. Go ahead. Go buy it. Yeah, it's a it's a waiting list. That's all you got to do. Cal- Calvin says have-
1: Calvin says they'd also be shit for home security unless you like replacing all your stuff that gets <laughs> trashed. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, and I'm sorry. I know this is netheads. We're not. We're supposed mm. to talk about the Dark night and how awesome it was. Well, only one of us saw it, so we can't go down that <laughs> route. And. You know, with everything else that's going on in, like, my life personally, I, I just, I, I'm so disappointed in the human race. I am really fucking disappointed in Americans, and I'm no commie, okay? <laughs> you goddamn ruski. I'm not, but I really am disappointed in the overall <laughs> stupidity of America. Yeah. I you yeah. know we have a political system that I- ignores basic concepts and common sense Because they're part of a specific party and they have to toe the party line. I'm disappointed that there are morons that will take the simplest terms that were put into a document hundreds of years ago in order to make sure that we couldn't be suppressed as a people and manipulated to justify the actions of insane people having their right to have a gun. Yes, you know what? Guns do kill people in the hands of people. But do we have to have these major guns in the hands of people? I yeah. look, I'm no political expert, I'm no sociologist, I am nothing. I'm just a guy sitting here that's saddened and disappointed disappointed by what has transpired in the world. Uh but you know, there are and and they they love to bring up uh as a counter argument the guy in Norway, which is another horrible horrible situation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't google it. You don't want to know about it, but it was another similar senseless situation in Norway. And they're like, well, they have strict gun controls and he still got it. Yes, because people will find a way to get these things, but at least let's at least make it more difficult and more trackable. Mm -hmm. So that way you can find out when somebody is buying over 6,000 rounds of ammunition over the internet, even if it's through multiple sources, Mm -hmm. fuck, sorry, i this just, just weighs on my head. It's also part of the reason why I didn't push the issue of even trying to see this movie this weekend because I, right. it's too fresh in my mind. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I know, well, and I'm already uh, Debbie Downer as it is. So, you know, <laughs> this this type of thing, it was just like, oh, fuck me, really? Yeah. And, and you know, and, and then, of course there's the lighter side of me the 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 person that's known to to levity who just wants to say and but there's no way to make a joke out of it so i can't i don't even i don't even wanna say what i think is funny about it cuz there isn't anything funny about the situation and and the and the other thing too is i one of my first moot jobs in the world was at a movie theater and you know just the the level of what transpired i just know that this shit heel was outside of the door waiting and listening for parts of the movie to oh, echo the God, actions yeah. that he was going to be, you know, making occur. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, fuck.
4: It's, it's interesting because
1: Ruth, uh, Ruth went to go see the movie as
4: well. And this was the day after, uh, the day after the incident. And she said that she felt a little weird about going to watch the movie, knowing what happened, you know, in Colorado and whatnot. And I was like, you know, the, the, the one, the one thing is, is that, we can't let people like that take away the haven that we feel about going to the movies. That that That's our release. We enjoy going to the movies because we want to be entertained in some way, shape, or form. We want, we want to experience that. And we can't let somebody this insane try to take that away from us. Because that's what he tried to do. He tried to make it about him. He tried to make it about his psycho brain and create a situation where – he wanted to make people afraid Yeah, and we can't allow that. We can't allow that. Well, to be that way. Edgar Wright
1: via Twitter even said, you know, uh, I think the most important thing out of all of this is to, well, not the most important thing, but he said he felt it was important that we all go out and support our theaters, our cinemas. Uh, oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, let them know that we're not going to be afraid. Well, but. and what's, what's fucked up to me is the fact that, um, incidents like this happen every single day, but if we call it war, then it's okay. And we should feel bad if we go see a movie, but we shouldn't feel bad if we drive a car that runs off the oil that these people are dying for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's taking we, it to a new it, level,
1: it, but it's a completely valid an argument.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, uh, hopefully, this will just open people's eyes to like, just the inhumanity that exists and get more active in it. You know? Just uh, have opinions uh, about things that really do affect other human beings. Mm. Yep. Well
1: said, Trent. Thank you, Absolutely. sir. Well said. Now, somebody make a dick joke so we can laugh, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, speaking speaking of dicks, mine was hard. At least eighty five percent of the day dur- on Friday during the video shoot.
1: I, I, okay, I, I wow, that was one hell of a harsh transition, my friend. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying, it was. I was I was running like a, a half semi.
1: Okay, I'm going to justify your comment by saying, gee, Trent, why was that?
2: <laughs> we had uh, G4's Attack of the Show at Utah State University. What? And the, the very stunning, Yo. illustrious, beautiful, funny, and just good-hearted girl, uh, Candace Bailey, was, was on campus, and uh, I, was, I was shooting with her all day.
4: I am jealous, you rat bastard." Yeah, <laughs> completely.
2: It, it completely did happen. And utterly jealous. Yeah, it happened. Yeah,
1: poor Trent. You know, he he just said <laughs> on Friday he's just trying to make an innocuous, just a simple tweet that, hey, I, you know, thanks to my crew, had a great day shooting. At you know,
2: oh God, I know, I didn't did even. And they're all like, "Hey, you know,
1: uh, poor choice of words," and you're like, "Okay," and, and but you you played it off well. You're just like, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, I understand yeah. completely yeah but good for you it, what were they sh- what were they there for
2: um i and i just threw it up in the in the twitter stream uh there was a uh the air force put out a um kind of like a, a requirement they wanted a device that allowed um someone to climb a 90 foot wall without being like um having the need of a generator or anything that tied them to the ground in any Ooh. way uh, it was it's the spider man thing right? yeah exactly the, oh yep. that's right they, and, they were actually promoting that and so yeah yeah exactly so uh the the engineers here at uh, our school they developed it and won the the contract or whatever from the air force and so uh the attack of the show came and candace she climbed like seven stories on on the uh the the wall crawler holy nice. crap and she's scared of she's scared of heights oh, too right yes definitely <laughs> scared of heights
1: there are some things you will uh just uh, there's only so far i'd go for entertainment that's, that's <laughs> But Wow, that's it. So what is it, it? Okay, wait a minute. So I'm looking at the video you posted. So uh-huh. basically, it's two shop vacs that are uh, connected to uh, two uh, tile joiners that, are, yep. <laughs> that you're holding on to, basically.
2: So, so they, they got two high powered vacuums. Right. Uh, and then it, on top of that, the, the chamber that, that they have the, the, the hoses going into are just ice cream buckets.
1: Oh my gosh! Wow. Really? Oh, so, but they're building up pressure via that route, right? Yes, uh huh,
2: exactly. And then they they run off a, a special uh, battery that only gives them about thirty minute life. Um, and then this, the the suction is going into the kind of look like cake pans with yeah. the rubber around them, right? Um, and then there's a, a fiberglass rebar that goes down to stirrups so that you can actually you know climb with your legs a little bit as well. Right? Wow, that. Uh Ooh,
1: don't know if I'd trust my life to a tile to a tile joiner, but good on them for uh, forgetting that. That that is kind of cool, though. I mean, yeah, and no, ba- and basically really cool. the uh, the yellow line that the person was tied to that was just to uh, in in the event of a fall, yes. right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's so so that uh, we can still keep our jobs in, in case the device does fail.
1: Good point. Now, um, I like the way the video for YouTube was titled uh, "Ascending Aggies." <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they they called the team that developed it was the Ascending Aggies. Very nice.
1: Um are you guys ready for our weekly phone call with Francis? I think well, it's absolutely. time. Let's yeah. bring him on. Francis, welcome sir. How the hell are you?
3: I'm doing well, thank you.
1: I'm glad to hear that. So Francis, how did you uh have you been listening to the show at all while you've been trying to call 24 times today? <laughs> uh
3: I I listened to uh the show intro and that's it.
1: Oh, okay. Very good. All right. At that point, he's like, "Radio's got to be off. I'm trying to call." Yeah, we were uh, we naturally led with uh, because it's all that's on my mind. We we were talking about the um the events in Colorado. Yeah, and uh, you know it's kind of heavy. None, so we're here. We're here hoping you'll be able to bring us some uh, some levity and joy, Francis. Can you can you do that for us?
3: Okay, I enjoyed uh, the Dark Knight Rises.
1: Okay, well, nice. it's on topic. I'll give you that. Uh, now, mind you, the interesting thing is only one of us has, oh, this is a fun game. Hold on a second. <laughs> he only listened to the intro. So, Francis, yep. you have a chance to win a no prize. Are you ready? Okay. Which one of the netheads actually saw the Dark Knight Rises? Print. He follows you on Twitter, doesn't he? Yeah, he follows you. <laughs> Never mind, this game was shit, but I'll still give you the no prize. Okay.
4: Francis, know what I had for dinner last night? I mean, come on, the guy is really—you know—he's—he's
1: he's buckled down. He he's knows. Dialed us in. Yeah, uh, dialed in. That's good. They called me Alex Francis? Trebek. They call you. Who calls you, Alex Trebek?
3: Someone called me that on the VA board. Oh, okay. Very good. Oh, that, well, very cool.
1: Wow, that's a callback and a half, huh? <laughs> So, Francis, I know you're not a
4: huge fan of when they mess around with the backgrounds of these characters. What did you enjoy? What they did with the entire trilogy as a whole. So, no spoilers given away or whatnot. But what did you enjoy? What they've done with Batman so far?
3: Yeah, it was it was like the uh, situation that happened around Nightfall and uh, and Contagion. You know, with the destruction of yep. Gotham. I like that.
2: Yep. Yeah. There's there's about six or seven different comic book storylines that are that are in this film.
1: Well, I know that the comic book appearance of Bane, at least uh, mainly I'm referencing Nightfall, because it happened around the time of Death of Superman, so it almost kind of got lost in the shuffle.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my wife w- had tried to get me the Death of Superman comics, and so that didn't work, so I went to talk to the local comic shop trying to track it down, because at the time, there were only one of two choices to go to, and I went to my good friends at Flying Colors Comics, and one of the guys there was like, oh, well, you know, we don't have it, but have you have you heard about Nightfall? And I'm like, no, what is it? He's like, oh, you gotta <laughs> catch this. Yeah. And it's one oh, of the yeah. few times I actually stuck with a series, because it's a great story, you know, because basically, Bat- or Bane is determined to bring down Batman, Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the whole thing kicks off. He's already been running through the gambit on other things. He's tired. He's sick. And next thing you know, Bane basically blows the side out of Arkham Asylum and every nut job has gotten out. And now Batman's trying to clean up the mess. And and it turns out all of this is a setup for wearing Batman down for this final confrontation. Yep. Yeah. Between he and yeah. Bane, which is a genius stroke. But kind of a pussy move, you know. If you can't face off against Batman when he's full force, you're not really showing off, buddy. That's all I'm saying. I
3: remember in the from the Den section that uh, Danny O'Neill was doing the column they did in DC Comics at that time. Yeah, he said that uh, the Batman writers were were basically the best writers in comics at the time. At time of Nightfall,
1: right? Yeah, and it wasn't. It. it was a great story. It really yeah. was. Um, yeah, it really was. Yeah, everything that kind of happened after that was. Eh. But, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, Francis, thank you for your phone call. Do you think you'll be going to see The Dark Knight Rises again?
3: Uh, I don't know. It was uh, hard to sit through uh, three hours in dark theater. It was crazy.
2: I agree on that
1: one. Yeah, I can understand. That was the other reason why, I mean, uh, for today, I slept in until 10 a.m., which I, I don't like doing. I hate it. Yesterday, it's, I woke up at 6. Oh,
2: come on. It feels good.
1: No, it didn't. It did not. Because <laughs> I got up at 4 a.m. Friday morning, 6.30 Saturday morning, and then 10 a.m. Sunday was not, that was no bueno. But, uh... but I hated losing sleep. Yeah, I I just don't, I don't like losing the day. I've only got two days off. I would like to yeah, enjoy that's them. that's true. And with, uh... It turns out that they were running Batman as early as 9 a.m. Dark Knight Rises. Let's just call it Batman. Call
2: it what it is. Yeah, just call it, yeah, that, just call call it Batman. Batman. Yeah.
1: Um, but they were starting it off at 9 a.m. So I could have gone to see it. But still, that is a major time. Like I was looking at the show times and I'm like, if I don't go to the 220, I either have to skip Netheads or it just ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which is it. I mean, two hours and 44 minutes, that's a little grandiose. And I am sure after I see this movie, I'll find a whole bunch of stuff I'd be more than happy to chop out.
2: Oh, you have no there idea how correct adding. you are, sir.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Francis, thank you for your call, sir. Really appreciate it.
3: Okay. I went to the 1225 showing on Friday morning.
1: Good to know. Oh, nice. Yep. So wait a minute, 1225 Friday morning. So you went to one of the, they like your theater, then they had multiple midnight showings? Oh, there you go, and well, that, well, sir, you were doubling up there. You were up late, exhausted, and in a crowded theater forever. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, bravo to you for bur- bullying through, sir. Have a great week. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Pleasure, sir. Thank you. There we go. Our our started the show call from Francis. Oh, so I am right though, Trent. There's a lot to yeah, cut out yeah. of there.
2: The, the 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 pacing of Dark Knight Returns. Is is just so much better than 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 the Dark Knight Rises. Um, the, Wait, the, did you if, just say Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, is that the name of the second movie? I just thought it was the Dark Knight. I think it's the Dark Knight
4: Returns. No, it's, the,
2: it's just the Dark Knight. Yeah, the, yeah. the The Dark Knight is is much much better than um, than this one. There there are there are about half of the film that just kind of. Re- Need, needs a little shot in the arm.
1: And there's still some stuff I would have cut out of Dark Knight, too. So
2: Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why when I heard two
1: hours and 44 minutes, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, if, but Jim, if, if, James Smith, our, our good friend that follows us on Soundbite Nation every Sunday, he says, I just got back from the Batman. I didn't feel the 245 at all. Hmm. Now, Trent, do you think maybe that your opinion may be tainted by how late you were up watching it?
2: You know, I I would normally say that if I didn't if I wasn't a regular night owl, Um, but I I I think it might have to do with with seeing it right after the the previous film. (laughs) Yeah, that might be. And because if you if you didn't get a chance to see the Dark Knight in the theaters, it is such an experience. Oh, I think
1: Mm -hmm. that I think my wife and I I know we went to see it. I think we may have gone see it again. Yeah, That was the first time she shocked oh, me by wanting to go see a superhero movie twice. Mm-hmm, I think. Yeah. I could be mistaken, though. By the way, if you want to take part in the program, you can, if you're listening live, uh, you can throw a hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. You can give us a call, 866-610-9455, or you can also uh, Skype us at uh, Netheads on NetHeadsOnAir. Mm-hmm. Just to remind everybody, uh, over, because, over, you know, now, now that we're through <laughs> the buzzkill portion... Uh, of the show,
2: <laughs> uh, overall, I gave it a B, and I gave uh, the Dark Knight an A. So okay. Oh. So um, I'm curious. though Trent, you you wouldn't go watch it again? Not for a month. I'd I'd give myself a month. I think. Uh, okay, and then I, right. and, and then I do plan to go see it again. Yeah.
1: Whereas Avengers, you were just Avengers.
2: Like, I saw four times. Yeah, I, I would have I would have walked right back into the theater and sat down. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, this is the truth. Uh, when it comes to the the strength of the Avengers, it's still in theaters.
2: Yes. Well, and, wow. and I this 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 Batman film is not I I, ha, I have a hard time calling it a comic book movie.
4: Yes, me too. Absolutely, I,
1: I
2: don't really I mean, think they are. I mean, the
1: character is derived from comic books, but the movies themselves they are literally an adaptation, a reinterpretation. Mm-hmm. And yep. the thing that I like about Nolan's universe is that the majority of it is kind of uh, loosely set in the the rules. And the metaphysics of the real world.
2: Ex- yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like if I were to take this to the real world, this is the Batman story I would tell. That's kind of like the way I got Nolan from this. You know, I, naturally, there are certain exaggerations that sure. occur. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to, like, ground it somewhat in reality. And I respect that. It's, uh, the first two portions were good tales. I mean, the Batman Begins was good. It got a little convoluted for me. I think Katie Holmes was a poor choice. But then again, I also think that uh, Droopy
2: droopy Dog is a poor choice as well. She was a
1: poor choice as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) neither one of them was good uh, in the role. But, you know, and I think they learned their lesson by casting Anne Hathaway. Anne
2: Hathaway. And she does so awesome in this.
1: So that's good to hear. I mean, and and it looks like at some point she ends up fighting beside Batman. So that's a good thing, too.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but you know what there's a certain I haven't seen the movie it doesn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't be considered a spoiler but the what's the name of the guy Jonathan no Gordon Jonathan Levitt Gordon Levitt what's yeah. his first name is it Joseph Jonathan Joseph Gordon Levitt Joseph Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt he's featured in the promo the promo, promo so much Hmm. I um. wait hold on before I finish that thought Ruth says Dark Knight Rises is a captain of okay this is Trent, yes. I want you to turn off your microphone, so that way, if you have to curse, you can.
2: Okay, understood. Well, I'm muting now.
1: Okay, Dark Knight Rises is a Captain America on the Avengers scale, which runs from Thor to Avengers. Thor being a one, Avengers a five. So, Captain America, but still, I guess we kind of really need to know the full scale. But okay, well, that's a good interpretation. I'll yeah, t- Captain America scale is pretty high, actually. She gives it about a three to four, I believe. Yeah, and sure. I like Captain America. I really she liked loves- it.
2: Yeah,
1: and and I think Trent uh, of the Marvel movies, I think Captain America was his favorite, and not just because it features Captain America, who is his favorite.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, e- I don't even put Avengers in as far as like on that scale because it's it's just so far and above and plays off the other ones so well that I don't think you can judge it with the other ones.
1: I tried to give Thor a second chance, and it still didn't grab me. I, I tried, uh, you know,
2: I, I I still like Thor. I thought it was it was an okay film. That's fine. I, I you can like that. Thor
4: more than Captain
2: America.
1: You have that right, sir. It's a a freedom of speech country. Where was I going? What was I talking about? Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was featured so much in the ads Mm -hmm. that one of the things that I fear by the time this story resolves, that is, The Dark Knight Rises, is that somehow he inherits the cape and the cowl. And don't say a word. And the reason why I fear this is because the only reason why Bruce Wayne in this Batman universe was feasible for me was because of his studying with the, uh, what's Raja of Shadows. With the League, League of, Shadows. of Shadows. You know, he, yeah. mm-hmm. he had already gone through years yep. of his own training and then he went through intense training with the League of Shadows and learned more things. You know, it makes sense that he somehow can just show up
2: in a, in a locked room where the Joker is because they've, they've set that up for us, Right. Well, and the League of Shadows were the ones um and, and if if you have to watch any of the films before seeing Dark Knight Rises go back and watch Batman begins um because that's that's the film has more to do with Batman begins than it does with um the dark Knight oh good that's to what know. I hear
4: and I'm actually happy about that because I love Batman begins more than the Dark Knight
2: yeah um but he, you know Ra's Al Ghul was the one who, who taught him about theatrics yeah and and you can you can distract people with react with theatrics more so than than your actual self, so yeah, yeah every, for, everything f- he is is due to the dark sh- uh, League Shadow. And from what
1: I get out of the ads, it looks like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a he's a cop.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless there's some secret origin story to his, I, if that is the way the story resolves, I'm gonna get pissed. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Don't say a word. Don't even make an indication, Trent. You, in your subtleties, give too much shit away. <laughs>
2: You know, I have to I, say, I I, I command to you to shut up in this reference. I can't wait you mean, for that to end up unquoting Trent. Uh, <laughs> what one?
4: I agree, Will. Uh, uh, I, I'm i spoiler free as well, but I was basically saying to myself, this guy's either going to be Robin or the next Batman, and because it's way too
1: much. They're showing him way too much. in the. In and the it, and he's a cop. So anyway. He's uh, a cop, yeah. So it doesn't really. Calvin says, the reason JGL is in DKR's trailer so much was is uh, because it's actually a sequel to Inception, which I'm also afraid of.
2: <laughs> Everyone in Inception is in this movie, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, go back and look through um, the, the people who have been in Nolan's movies. He gets like six actors and then just has a jerk fest on them.
1: Well, yeah, the guy that was uh, the, you know, the Asian bad guy in oh, Inception, yeah. he was actually representing oh, Raj Agul in, um, in Dar- Batman Begins. You know, before mm, yeah, it turns out boy. it was the guy with the really huge wang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might have been a poor choice of words, given the context. <laughs> well, let's see. Alfred was
4: in uh, um, was in that movie that uh, he did with the magician one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Al- did you just say Alfred? I know. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, how right could you not now?
1: remember he is Michael Caine?
2: Michael Caine. Thank you. I so am Michael Payne. Right. Sorry. What are we talking about? Well, and you've got uh, ever since the Machinist, you know, you you've got Oh, that's right. um, oh you mean uh, the Machinist? <laughs> is, is that the pronunciation? <laughs> that's the program I watched.
1: <laughs> Where am I? I'm in a machine. Anyway, what are we talking so, yeah, about?
2: He, he he definitely does uh, latch on to certain actors that I think that he he meshes
1: well with. Except for the guy from memento, oh guy Pierce <laughs> Guy Pierce, yeah. guy Pearce, written off completely
4: yes <laughs> now i I myself uh have not seen obviously uh the Dark Knight, but I did see the Superman teaser trailer and for me, I I swear it. They get me every time. Any time I see just a glimpse of Superman, I get so tingly about wanting to watch Superman again. They they mess with my emotions every single time. Now, have you guys seen the trailer?
2: Nope. Uh, they didn't they didn't play it, but I did watch it online. But I, I, I'm worried the way you phrase that because it sounds like that's also what happened um, for our, our our good friend of waiting for Guffman. <laughs> And the thing is is that, um, you know, um,
4: I really don't know. I, I'm hoping great things, but it's Zack Snyder, and he kind of messed with us. Hold on a but. second.
1: Let's, uh, let's violate some copyrights here. <laughs> <laughs> let's risk bringing my show down. It's okay if we're doing a commentary over it. Yes, See? as long as we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Can... i got to bring the volume it's down. Just the- here we go. The Jorel
4: one? Or the.
1: I don't Jonathan know. Kemp? Why am I not able to. Control? Oh, okay. No, I am able to control the volume. It's just really freaking loud. There's <laughs> a bird landing next summer. Next summer? Jeez. Right. Oh, please. they're, they're just
2: filming it right now. They're filming right now. Yeah. I
1: don't care. <laughs> I want it now. What the hell is this? He has to take a boat all the way out to the. Sport. Am I watching the wrong one? No, oh, you're watching the right one. That would oh, be okay. really funny. It's was like, why. Wait a minute.
2: It's like Titanic 2. <laughs> yeah.
1: Son of a gun. Oh, it's him getting out to the fortress, apparently, is the story that I'm seeing unfold here. Mm. But, it, it, dude, come on. It, anyway. Oh, hold on. I wanna, I'll tell you what kind of man I want to grow up to be. Man in tights. Who's going to change the world? The Man of Steel is. That's who. I am
2: Gotham's reckoning.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. There's something flying. Yes. Yes. Oh, and it's got a, like light or air effects and everything. Well, look at that. Okay. Maybe I can't get over. It. And, and you know, the most disturbing thing about the Man of Steel, my thoughts on it is. Why I'm I'm really deeply concerned about the fact that I'm really upset that he's not wearing his underwear outside of his pants. I don't know why that is. That's really wrong when you think about it.
2: Well, but this is that's the new Fifty Two uh, Superman yeah, does the new Fifty Two Superman. Yeah. It's
1: still wrong. Throw some cargo pants on him. I don't care. Come on.
2: Well, a, turn him in, turn him into a mid forties father for crying out loud. Yeah. It's exa- basically, hey hey
1: hey hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I wear cargo shorts, you prick. (laughs) How dare you?
2: Now I know this is just the fanboy in me, but my biggest problem with that um, that teaser is uh, there is there is no bay or huge body of water in Kansas. (laughs) No, no, that's him getting to Alaska and beyond. It's him
1: trying to get to the Fortress of Solitude. So that's okay. Well, I I
2: just I didn't know. I that's my guess. I, I hope it's not him in Smallville. You have no but, geek cred. Which none. is not no. Rapid City. We don't know.
4: That quick little scene, though, of the little boy putting his hands on the sides of his hip with the cape on, That it, it got to me. I have to say, it looks just stunning. Just those few seconds.
1: You know, I don't think uh, I've seen anything that Zack Snyder has done. I, I tried can. to sit down. and He did Sin City, right?
4: Oh, that's uh, Robert Rodriguez. He did oh, okay, um, never mind, 300 Watchmen. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, oh, I did see Watchmen. Okay, yeah. we we forget about Sucker Punch because we, we just no oh. no suck. The directing in Sucker Punch was fantastic. The writing was god awful.
4: Okay, yeah, I'll definitely give you that. It was a beautiful movie. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it was eye candy
2: galore. It was just <laughs>
1: oh, story. Francis wants to point out he wears trunks. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's also the guy that did the Dawn of the Dead, the 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 Dawn of the Dead in two thousand four. Oh, That's that right. was that was him too, huh? Yeah. He wasn't crazy
1: about that one either. Oh, do do I am so upset that Zack Snyder is actually directing Superman. That's from Calvin. Okay, well, you have your rights. Nobody's tried to call. I'm depressed. Screw it. (laughs) Let's end the show. Um, You know, one of the things we... uh, We weren't here last week, obviously. And I think I made it pretty clear via Twitter why we weren't. So we're not going to reiterate that here. But uh, we haven't discussed anything that came out of Comic-Con. None of the Comic-Con news has been discussed by the Netheads.
2: Mm-hmm, it's true.
1: Should we actually talk about some technology first, or should we just go into that?
2: It could be our technology.
1: It is mm-hmm. my technology. There you go. I guess. I mean, was there any big news that came out of Comic-Con that rocked your guys' world?
2: Um, There was, I mean, j- the, and I've been saying this for a while, the, the next Captain America will be the Winter Soldier, Winter Sol- Soldier. Stology, yeah. story, which, I mean, Bucky signed on for six films, so that's, that's not a surprise. Right, mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the big announcement of Guardians of the Galaxy will be made, which I really have no idea why. What is oh, that? That's your, that's, that's your springboard into Thanos. What is well, Guardians? Okay. What, right. what, what is somebody? What, what, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy are essentially the, the cosmic version of the Avengers. Oh, okay. So you've got like you know, uh, Star Lord, Groot, Rocket Raccoon. Now, I, I haven't seen uh, Adam. did you just say Warlong. Rocket Raccoon? That's yes. his name. Rock Holy record. hell! It is a <laughs> You will love him, Will. No, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I, I promise you will love him. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, uh,
4: Trent's right. It is a springboard into Avengers Two. I mean, that's pretty yep. much the setup that they're going for right there. Yep. Oh, um, we also get the uh, Iron Man Three. We have the reveal yes. of the of the
2: villain as well.
1: Like we Which didn't We all know. pretty much knew.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, true. Ben Ben Kingsley won't be playing the Mandarin. Not <laughs> at, all. at all. No, he's he'll be playing Fim Fim Foom. <laughs> no.
1: Uh.
4: <laughs> um and uh um on DC News, uh, after Superman, DC won't have a DC movie until 2015 that they're apparently taking
1: a hiatus. Well, this, they should because they can't get their shit together.
2: This yeah. JLA film has been in the making since 2002. I don't think we will ever see it.
1: Yeah, I seriously doubt it too. Are you telling? Did did somebody superimpose this, or did Robert Downey Jr. really was he wearing like an Iron Man glove and during a panel? Oh, he was. Oh my gosh, he That's had the glove. Cool. On. He's yeah. that cool. He is that awesome. He's like, check it out. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> Oh, The Losers. Let's see. Everything they're doubting sit- I'm looking at an article now. Uh, the Losers, one of them, After Earth. That's the uh, Will Smith and M. Night Shyamalan uh, joint. Uh, Shyamalan, ding dong. They're saying the host is going to suck. And that was uh, that was uh, Stephanie Meyer's like non-Twilight book.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And
1: they're saying that movie's going to bite. Oh, and this is disappointing. 66 Park Avenue with uh, Terry O'Quinn. They're saying no bueno. Uh, Resident Evil Retribution. It doesn't matter. It'll make movies. It'll make It'll money. Make
2: so much It'll make money. Yeah. Oz the Great and Powerful. No. Yeah. They did announce um so the, the, with the Blu ray of the Avengers when it comes out, uh there's a, a short one shot film um with Lizzie Kaplan in it that uh is is basically what happens when uh you know a, a down on their luck couple find a Chitari weapon and decide to go Bonnie and Clyde with it. Oh great. And it, it's, it, the, the, they showed it all at Comic-Con, and the teaser looks really good, too. So, Speaking of looking really good,
1: I hate to admit that I was not jazzed at all about information or about the movie The Hobbit. Oh. Until I went to go see The Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I saw the footage before the movie, the commercial for, you know, the trailer for The Hobbit. Uh-huh. Now I really want to see it.
2: Now well, well, I really want to see it. What was what was what was keeping you from getting excited about it prior? I just probably not caring, I think. <laughs> apathy,
1: general apathy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, cuz you know, I went back and I tried to reread the Lord of the Rings and I'm like, uh-huh. what is with all the singing in this damn thing? <laughs> I'm like Lord Almighty. It's like oh, every t- if you take out the songs in in the Lord of the Rings, the first It'd one in Fellowship look. of the Ring, you have like a ten page story.
2: It's it's walk <laughs> walk ten feet, sing a song, walk ten feet. Pretty sing much. A song. I'm
1: like, why are they singing so many damn songs?
2: <laughs>
4: I'm I'm surprised Sauron doesn't have a
1: song in there somewhere. He, he does. It's just all in subtext. <laughs> Uh, but, no, I, I like the way that – because one of the things I was worried about, too, is that they were kind of – the whole prequel thought, you know, how do you get from the guy from the British version of The Office being um, uh, Bilbo to the guy that we saw as Bilbo in Lord of the Rings? But they played it off really well. You know, it's just like, you know, here's a story I didn't tell you. And then, boom, here we go.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: he tells the story. Like, did you guys know – and I'm not sure that this is fact. I've heard this secondhand – but are you aware of the fact that he that J.R.R. Tolkien actually wrote the Fellowship of the Rings first, the whole the whole series, the Lord of the Rings trilogy? He wrote that first, oh, before the Hobbit, and after the fact wrote the Hobbit to get himself there because they viewed it more as like as a children's book or something. So it's oh. kind of like so that's the reason why there's just this one little bit of the story in the Hobbit where oh, and he finds a ring.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big old story, just to get to that. I thought that was funny.
4: Huh. I, no, I really, I really liked the fact that as a writer, he kind of just snuck it in there and just like, oh, it's so, you know, it's just the ring. He, he just finds it in there and then, bam, huge reveal when it comes to the Lord of the Rings. I thought that was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, and I mean, Tolkien himself was a, uh, almost like an anti-technologist. And, the, <laughs> you know, the ring represented the, the reliance that humanity has on technology. And, that, and that's what's so funny is in The Hobbit, it's well, it's it's a helpful thing. It, it's a it's a great thing. It saves his life. Just blew my mind with that one. I just Trent. fell in love with Trent. Hell yeah! I mean,
4: I, seriously, I thought I was the only one who ever had those conversations about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 I Holy think,
1: crap, man! I think Calvin's trying to say that he did not, in fact, write the Hobbit after the trilogy. But okay, we'll find out. Hell yeah! Who yeah. knows? Like I said, it's second hand. Yeah. Oh. Somebody verify it on the internet. If only we had some type of massive interconnected source of information that I could search, some type of web of things.
2: We don't have the technology.
1: If only you had a control and shape this. And after speaking to you guys, I I did look up the information on that new NBC show, show Revolution.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: I think it would have made a great TV movie.
2: Rather than a than, than a full
1: on series, than a, a full blown series, because
2: maybe, maybe a series even.
1: It really seems like one of those things. Oh, yeah, a miniseries would have been good. It just seems like one of those things where it's got a great, cool, basic concept mm-hmm. that nobody has fleshed out fully, or maybe they have, but I don't know. Hmm. I just don't know. Um, what else? I finished. I finished Doctor Who. Oh, my gosh. Hold on a second. That is massive news. That is something we cannot ignore. Or can we? I don't know. No, we can't. So you're saying you're all caught up all the way through season six? Absolutely. Awesome. Very nice. So when last we spoke to you, you were in the gap year.
3: You were in the gap.
1: I was in the gap. I was in between space and time of Were you in the gap or were you in the adipose? I don't know. Which one was it? Trent, what do you think? Well, I um I I think uh, I guess Trent went away. Trent? He first. Yes. He's like, "Oh, we're talking Doctor Who. I'm going to go to the restroom." <laughs> um, okay. I was between season 4 and 5. I was uh
4: I was planet of the dead um, catching up on that and then uh, realizing that there was a couple movies I followed before I got into season 5.
1: Right. Okay now you have been down the path of season five uh-huh. uneven but with major payoff in my opinion and I they, agree. and you've been through season six, which was more even less payoff-hmm absolutely what do you think this is the defining moment sir you are uh-huh. about to classify yourself forever with this one statement tenant. Or Smith, America. I ask you now, Tenant.
2: Oh shit! Here or comes Or Smith. Here comes the money shot.
1: Now, mind Tenant. you. Oh
2: yes, <laughs>
1: David Tenant, all the way. Huzzah! God damn it, man! <laughs> I am getting I sh- no love here. None. Should, should I? <laughs> should I give my reasons? Why? No, no, no I don't, don't, don't. care. I don't care, damn you (laughs) My wife was the same way, she prefers Tenet too But I just, I like Smith better I think he, I don't know Maybe it's the lack of bravado that I enjoy
4: Maybe, but I think he's charming I definitely think he's a lot of fun But to me, the doctor
1: isn't about fun so much Hmm I disagree. He's all about fun. You don't live 900 years without knowing how to party, buddy.
2: I think, I think Smith plays a better uh, aged um, doctor, but I, I think Tenet plays a, a more intense and, like, we have to do it now kind of doctor. A younger doctor, even. Well,
1: you know? here, here's the thing. When you look back at the episodes, the times that I really, really enjoyed Tenet... We're in the hands of Moffat. Maybe I'm anti-tenant because... And I'm not anti-tenant, mind you. I'm just pro-Smith, okay? Let's,
2: <laughs> let's make sure we're using
1: our terminology correctly. I'm not anti... I'm pro-Smith.
2: I, that's like, I'm, I'm not anti- anti-gay. anti I'm just pro-family.
1: Okay, fine. <laughs> you take it that way if you want. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I think... One thing that would have been nice is it would have been great to have seen a full series of Tenant in the hands of Moffat oh, instead God. of just a handful of episodes. Yeah, you know, I agree. Instead of just the girl in the fireplace and uh, hold on, working my memory here. Uh, the girl in the fireplace, uh, silence in the library, forest of the dead. And don't tell me I should blink. There we go. Oh my Let's wife, go. you traitor! She says David Tennant is the best doctor. How dare you, honey? You you <laughs> married the the a uh, smart woman. I did marry a smart woman, except that she married me. <laughs> uh, look at that! Anglo fanatic says I'm unfollowing you, America seventy six Matt forever. <laughs> and and Voss451 says, I'm with Will on this one. Smith is going in more of a Tom Baker direction than Tennant. Now, and I will tell you, I've only seen a few instances of Tom Baker because I haven't really gone back over the old stuff. But uh, the only thing I don't like about Tom Baker is he come, came off in the things I've seen very pompous and arrogant, like almost in a mean way. Like he was
2: mad that these
1: people were dumber than him.
2: Kind of like yeah. uh, the first Doctor then of the reboot.
1: Kind of, but but he still had a little more charm for me. Eggleston, yeah. Yeah, he had a little more charm for me. But anyway, so that's a – well, so uh, what are your – now that I've grilled you, do you want to share your actual thoughts, America, (laughs) instead of just me steering you through the thoughts that I want you to have? Well, all right. Well, so uh, to uh, – Baby, spit it out, man. (laughs) 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 Today, Junior. Donna is still my
4: favorite companion. Oh, uh, even though I'm completely in love with Karen Gillan, I think she's amazing. I want her to be in everything that I ever watched. And you want but... back. <laughs> there there you go. Um and uh but I still love Donna. I think uh the 4th season by far has has been the strongest season out of all of them uh of the new reboots. And um yeah, uh absolutely I enjoyed Tennant more than Smith just because David Tennant to me showed uh a troubled doctor, um, more of a more of a doctor that, that had uh, issues as far you know as far as you know him going good and bad. He used to, he went a lot more darker and, uh, than uh, Smith has gone as far as I've seen.
2: Well, and I think he had more identity uh, crises with uh, the whole the, the master and and defining yeah. who he was and finding out that he wasn't alone. True, yeah.
1: Yano. <laughs> By the way, Trent, here you go. This Get one me. now imagine the love of your life says this, Trent. Okay. The person you are most sexually attracted to in this world that says this. Uh-huh. They say she turns and says to you, I also have a crush on Amy Pond.
2: I I would think that my life would be complete. Like yep. I could die that day having every <laughs> fantasy fulfilled.
1: That's what my wife just said. So
4: yeah. <laughs> I retweeted her because that's just an awesome thing.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's see now. Uh, Voss51 says, Baker tended to be quite playful and curious much in the same way as Smith. Out of the old series, Baker is by far the best. Well, I think there's an entire generation that basically says Tom Baker is their doctor, you know, because that's what they grew up on. But I don't know. I uh, I'm very interested to see. What the next season will hold. Because really, for me, I, this next season is going to be a real defining one for the Moffat regime if it continues on any further. Because who knows? You know, Moffat's really kind of overrun with with the success of his Doctor Who run and the whole Sherlock series. So, yeah, you know, who knows how long he'll want to keep doing it. Um, but next season, like for me is well, okay... Can you tell a good balanced story that really pays off? Because that's what I want to see.
2: Yeah, because we haven't, I mean, yeah. we've, we've had one or the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, also this upcoming season, well, I don't want to say it, but Trent's going to have one reason to lose interest in the show.
2: Yeah, I, I heard hey, about all this. I'm, all I'm saying, you know, I'll, if, if she goes anywhere else, that's where my allegiances lie. I don't blame you. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'll let it slide, my man. I'll let it slide. Because what else am uh, I going to do? Yeah, what?
4: I don't know. I will say this. I, I have enjoyed the the pawns being with the doctor, having more than just the one companion with the doctor. I like how they changed it up a little bit where he was – you know, it, it wasn't, oh, my god, I'm in love with the doctor situation again. It was more of like, oh, my god, the doctor cares about people now. He's starting to care more about uh, – Not just humanity, but realizes that he can't be the all know, all powerful doctor, or else you know the entire universe gets pissed at him. Uh, I enjoyed that, uh, especially in the last season.
1: Hmm, I did too. And and, you know, the fifth season finale was a was a great play where all of the the classic villains of Doctor Who think Mm -hmm. they're actually doing the universe a favor in the actions that they took in. the Pandorica opens. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I thought that was a very clever twist. And, and you know, it also leads into great timey whiny stuff done by, the because that's what Moffat does. He does time manipulation great. And the sixth series really shows that off because Absolutely. the whole thing is just a timey whiny mess mm. from start to finish. I mean, it, it had some uh, real big plot holes, but still enjoyable. Uh, yeah, and, kinda, and for I kinda... me, I don't know, Trent, for you... Well, okay. Let's just put this out there. The sixth series finale I kind of felt was a kind of a cop out.
2: Oh, it's very convenient.
1: Yeah, what? it's
2: a very nice way to wrap things up and start over again.
1: And what about you, America? No, I completely
4: agree.
2: It felt just like, eh, saw it coming.
1: I really did like though the question uh, that uh, the question that's always been like obvious but must never be answered. And yeah. what is that question? Doctor Who. Ha, 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 Waka, waka. Well, once again, uh, we've talked to Francis, which can mean now it's time to talk to Amy. Hello, Amy Rothenberger. How are you?
5: Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Uh, we surviving.
5: Best we can. That's good. I called because I, I have, you were soliciting jokes way at the beginning when we were looking for levity. I have a joke that made me think of Trent. Uh oh. <laughs> I thought that just what Trent
2: is. Sorry.
5: Um so how much does a hipster
2: weigh? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know how much. An Instagram. Walka
1: Uh how did the hipster
2: <laughs> how did the hipster burn his tongue? How? He drank his coffee before it was cool.
1: Ooh! Oh. oh, that was clever. Look what you did there, <laughs> you dastardly bastard! You take that, people who are way too cool. Oh my god! How <laughs> dare you? I
5: um, I did also want to ask um, if we've watched it already, what we thought of the premiere of Breaking Bad?
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. Mm- uh, Amy, I will tell you your answer off the air, <laughs> which specifically means after the phone call, I have Trent has did America. America hasn't oh. touched breaking bad. I don't think I haven't watched the breaking bad series at
4: all. So oh, please go ahead. Uh,
1: that's my next in line. Well, yes, you got should. through doctor who pretty much well with us ruining everything. So you should be fine <laughs> with this too. I should be fine. There's something about a drug dealer, right? No, not at all. Oh, okay. It's about Science. Science? Yes.
4: That's what I was hoping for, Doctor Who and then going to a science
2: show. Yes. I wanted to
4: get some stuff off of thinking that's, you know, meth-related.
2: It's just a modern retelling of Bill Nye the science guy. Gone horribly wrong.
4: <laughs> I was hoping it was Mr. Wizard, but with younger, you know, kids, not not the little kids that he hung out with.
2: Yeah, that's said that way. doesn't seem so normal now, does it? <laughs>
1: it really doesn't. I have no idea what the hell you guys are talking about.
2: He was kind of an ass to those little kids. Anyways. If they'd perform, he wouldn't have
1: to be. (laughs) Well, okay, let's just talk about it now then. Amy, you're the caller. What did you think of the season premiere?
5: I am more scared of Walter White than I think I ever have been.
2: Oh, yeah. I
1: think I completely agree with you.
5: Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, there's no other way to put it. He, uh, they've done something uh, very interesting that I like with this season. We didn't really see this last season, but it's really a callback to the second season. And that is where, uh, things start off and we're in a certain place. We don't know what's going on now with the second season. It was, you know, suddenly, you know, we can tell that we're either looking at a pool or we're in a pool, and then some bizarre right. stuffed animal that's half burnt comes floating by. As the season progresses, we see more of this. We see people collecting burned things out of a pool, uh, and you know we, we're wondering what's happening because uh, by the third one, we we are pretty certain this is Walter White's pool. You know, so what has happened? Has, have they blown up his house? Has he been fallen victim to the bad guys? What has transpired? And eventually it pays off. And with this, we are, and this I think is the most evil, but brilliant way to present the last season of breaking bad, because what they are going to be doing is they are going to be, I hope episode by episode where we see these little teasers. We're actually being handed the the elements of the season finale. Finale.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: That will pay off in the season finale. So in other words, we're seeing and think about this on a on a on a presentation uh, level. It's genius because we are seeing the final events as well as being told those that lead up to these final events.
5: And no, it, I have a question for you though. Okay. As it, you, you made the analogy to the second season didn't that second season payoff come about halfway through the season though it didn't come in the finale
1: no it came in the finale
5: was it see and, and here's where I get confused because I watched seasons one two and three all in a row uh-huh um,
1: yeah and season and se- between season to remember
5: one remember and- that 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 incident that that put all that stuff in the pool. Happened about midway through the season, and then the rest of the season was sort of aftermath of that. Or was that season three that was aftermath?
1: No, that was season three that was the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. see, the reason why it feels weird is because it's got season one had an odd op- episode count because of the writer's strike. They rushed to get as much done as they could before the writer's strike, and then they had to come back after that, much in the same way Chuck got interrupted and screwed up by the writer's strike. Not that those two shows can compare
2: in <laughs> any way. <laughs>
1: Well, they're basically the same story yeah, it's,
2: it's the same story one's an overpowered <laughs> nerd with a supercomputer in his
1: mind them. and the other one is uh, you know a drug dealer but whatever not a drug dealer but a drug manufacturer and a good yeah. one um <laughs> As opposed to those bad ones yeah no i meant the product he makes is good
2: no it's brilliant
1: i still i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are places on the internet you can buy it but you know because the it's nothing but like rock candy that they use that for the, the meth that you see is rock candy and it's bubblegum flavored or or candy, uh, cotton candy flavor. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there are places you can buy that, but boy, I'd love to get that just to have, you know, and look, this is Walter White's make, uh,
2: (laughs) this is Heisenberg's.
1: Yeah. So for me, I was really thrilled to see that. I I really was. Uh, I liked the way it played out. Uh, I liked that one little moment. Once I realized what was going on, you know, the minute she asked to see his ID, I'm like, "Ooh, he's mm-hmm. not Walter White anymore."
2: Well, so- and yep. the the genius of it hair. is Season 1 started out with, you know, he his wife makes him the 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 turkey bacon, saying that it's, you know, he's 50 years old. Now we see that he's 52. Yes, very good. A good excellent pickup. And it's real
1: bacon and he doesn't eat it.
2: Ex- yes, exactly. Yep.
1: So yeah, and like you said, he's got hair, so he's not doing chemo, and something's going down. Obviously, yeah. Once you yeah, find out the why he's there, and of that
5: that that car are very interesting.
1: Yeah, that's one way to put it. So, so they they've done a really great job. I just the thing that is evil about this is that we're getting eight episodes and then eight episodes later. Yep. So, I'm just hoping that Breaking Bad gets me to Sons of Anarchy, which gets me to The Walking Dead. Which then gets me to something else, you know. I just hope there's a, a constant geeky succession se- of things, <laughs> because if not, I'm going to get bitter real quick somewhere along the line.
4: <laughs> Will needs his TV. You'll be you end up watching Falling Skies or something.
1: I need my quality TV. And by the way, Falling Skies. I'm They're sorry, busy. I called it. <laughs> oh, no, did yeah, you? Man. I didn't mean to, but I did. The Skitters want to hold a a revolution against the big fish-looking aliens. Uh. Writing was on the wall, baby. Right there in front of me.
2: I had to make a choice today. Yeah? Uh, I had to make a choice between Batman the Animated Series and Falling Skies so that I could still record Breaking Bad. Hey,
1: let me tell you something. Um, I'm kind of pissed off about Batman the Animated Series. Why? Because... Uh, Who is it that sh- that's airing it? It starts with a B, right? It's it's The Hub. Oh, The Hub. Which, Thank you. Which is
2: which is Hasbro and Discovery Channel.
1: Okay, but I've been recording them, all right? And okay. I'm sorry, I'm seeing the same ones getting recorded over and over now. Have you noticed that?
2: I just do a, a first-time record setting. Mm, son of a bitch, I don't have that. But, man, I'm getting
1: mad. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, Two-Face Part 1 and 2. That's great. I watched those twice now. Right, Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you haven't seen, like, Over the Edge yet, or, uh, anyway, some of the other ones. Yeah. So, anyway, well, Amy, yeah, that, so that's our thoughts. I thought it was great. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to be pissed that we're getting interrupted. That's all.
5: Yeah, I think, well, I, and I was especially haunted by the last shot of the last episode where he comes and and apologizes to Skylar and gives her a hug, and the look, the look. Oh, no, no, faces. no. He, he,
1: it, it's worse than an apology. He says, I forgive you and gives her a hug.
5: Yeah. That's right. You're right.
1: Oh, shit, son. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, ooh. I think we're are... going to be saying that all
5: season long. It's yeah. It's really full
1: of, oh, Well, you know, that's the the whole thing. That was the uh, kind of the final transition of Walter White last season. I mean, this was where he was... Becoming something else entirely because, and really, it all breaks down to his speech when Skylar is scared and he's no, you know, don't worry about someone coming and knocking on the door. This, that, the other thing. I am the one who knocks. And by the end of the season, he has proven it and he's proven he will go to any means to be the winner. Mm -hmm. And those that have seen last season know what I'm talking about because there is a very questionable toxology out item that occurs and, and you could oh, choose-
5: yeah. He even he even de- goes so far as declaring himself the winner at the yes. end of last season it
2: says to Skylar, i won
1: yeah that's the thing you know walter was this you and he just simply says i won click hangs up the phone
2: yeah Ooh. which is where it kind of picks up again in in this season is that same phone call he just says
1: yeah and, I then, won. and then the nice thing is uh there are <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing is the because uh, I was wondering about this. You know, if, at the end of last season, you know, you, uh, Walter and and Jesse shake hands. They're kind of like, "Well, we came through this. Now it's on with our lives." And within moments, moments of the new season coming back, we suddenly have a reason for them all to be back together again, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> Very impending uh, doom at at hand, and it's uh, just it was, but uh, and the whole thing too is. And I think this was important. It was actually an episode that was filled with lots of levity. And it, yeah. it oh, yeah. ne- for the story to be told, it needed that because, you know, it, we just came off of a very heavy bender, really. It was just, you know, this was the Alka-Seltzer you need at the end of the Las Vegas weekend, <laughs> if you will. <laughs>
2: Well, and they couldn't have I mean bringing back Larry Hankin is just a brilliant cuz the, the one episode he was in was again one of those high intensity but very, you know, light episodes as well.
1: Which one was that? Who's he's that the, guy? He's the the, the old um the arms junkyard dealer? guy. Oh, the junkyard guy. No, he's great.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. And he's one of those character well, I, actors
1: you just get so happy to see whenever they're on screen, you know? Oh, absolutely. The minute you see a good old classic character actor, you're like, "Hey, it's that guy." <laughs>
5: Um, and I really liked the scene as far as levity went, where they're all at, back at Jesse's house and they're trying to figure out what to do. And Jesse basically becomes the voice of the audience. when they're talking about how they're going to get the data off the computer and they're coming up with all these different fangled ways. And Jesse just sits in the corner and keeps saying, how about a magnet?
1: How about magnet? How about a magnet? Yeah. That how was about it. a magnet? Yeah, exactly. We're just like, why are they going over the top? Bring it down a notch, guys. <laughs> A small incendiary device, something within the location, but not too big. And like, hey, what about an egg? Oh, that'll work. <laughs> all right, Amy, thank you for your call, and have a great week, okay?
5: Thanks, you guys, too.
1: All righty, bye-bye. Yeah, I, uh, I was really thrilled about Breaking Bad.
2: And lucky for you, Americo, uh, Season 4 is also on Netflix now, so you can plow through it all. Nice. Oh, they're I'm finally on
3: Netflix?
1: Mm-hmm, Yep. Oh, wait, no. Every time you say Netflix, I instantly think streaming, but you may they may have discs.
2: No, streaming, streaming. Ooh. Yeah, because really? I don't have the discs. Yeah.
1: They are no dummies. That's the stuff you got to stream. You got to stream Absolutely. the quality stuff. Pay for the rights. Because all the, you know, and it's funny, too, uh, to me. I don't know why I keep saying it's funny when things really generally aren't funny that I talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a willism. We'll run with it. Uh, so we're saying we'll run with it. Boy, I really just shouldn't talk. You guys host the show. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs>
2: Would just be full of dick jokes. No, when if that you think happened. about
1: it, because uh, I I also just recently plowed through Game of Thrones. I I went through both seasons, uh, like uh, much in the same way I go through an entirely large pizza. I just <laughs> quickly uh, maybe I didn't quite get all of the sensations from it. Got the basic concept, uh, but wow, that is something, and it really just blew my mind that a lot of these. Uh, Uh, great quality programs. You know, Weeds is uh, coming to an end. Dexter has got two more runs on Showtime. Mm -hmm. But these are all original programs that these companies are just producing for the sole purpose to try and get people to subscribe. Okay? Because they're a subscription service. You have to subscribe to HBO, basically. And HBO are the ones, they're doing it right because look what they did. They said, you know what, guys? If we make an investment, And we make all of our original programming available to people with iPhones and iPads. Maybe we'll be able to retain them because they can watch the whole thing. And and that's true. I literally watched all of Game of Thrones on my iPad. I got caught up on True Blood via my iPad. Oh, brilliant. Where am I at with weeds on Showtime? I'm nowhere because I got to sit down on my TV and watch it on demand. Way to go, guys. Yep. Mm -hmm. Way to go. You know who else does it right, though, gentlemen? And by right, I mean
2: damn right. Do you know? Gosh, I can only hypothesize. Well, who would you hypothesize, Trent? I'd say the folks that Think Geek. Boom.
1: Yes, you are right, gentlemen. Think Geek. They do it right. As a matter of fact, let me tell you how much they do it right. Oh, so right. A few weeks ago, they put out a limited edition T-shirt. It was called the Sodium 16 Batman. Because it was the element for sodium, which is N-A, shown in the same way that it is on the table of elements. And it was na na you na 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 And then the last uh, symbol was Batman. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Sodium-16 Batman, limited edition. They ran it two weeks ago. If you got it, you got it. If not, so sorry. Given the events of Colorado they re-released that t-shirt yesterday only with all proceeds going to benefit the victims Oh, that is and the families. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. They do it right, folks. So, if you want to show ThinkGeek some love as well like I have and will, all you got to do is go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads, click the ThinkGeek banner, look at all the cool crap that you can buy. Yeah, that's it, Will. Call their products crapped after you just crap. tell them they're great. <laughs> look at all the cool stuff you can buy, though. A Star Trek inflatable captain's chair is now only nineteen ninety nine. 99 how about a Star Trek Starfleet iPhone 4 case just don't make it a red one <laughs> if you like your iPhone you know what I'm talking about right how about a tardis mug 1799 Marvel swimsuits
2: oh yeah oh. uh, yes
1: as long as it's Captain America Trent will have it and yes. he will have it now or you know my personal favorite how about the plush talking Dalek uh, keychain yes I know it's Dalek I just wanted to make Trent happy <laughs> Uh, All of these things and much more is available at ThinkGeek. And best of all, every purchase you make, you're going to earn geek points as well. So that way on your purchase after that, you'll be able to get free stuff using your geek points. That's right. You buy, they pay you, and you pay them back. And it's all just a big synergistic mess of joy. So smodcast.com forward slash knackheads. Click the ThinkGeek banner and you yourself can get some awesome things. Why? Because at ThinkGeek, they have stuff. For smart masses that's the hard sell gentlemen right there you know
2: with products like theirs, it's a pretty easy sell
1: yeah, oh, it really is man I'm it just uh, as a matter of fact, I'm closing the browser now there done oh, thank wow. you talking that's, Dalek that's... plush, oh, by the way, also special thanks to uh, James Smith of uh, Soundbite Nation, who, if you are listening live, you'll be hearing shortly. he picked up for me. Uh, Something that I I just couldn't resist. Uh, They call it a travel tin, but it's a TARDIS lunchbox.
3: (laughs) So it's a lunchbox with (laughs) the
1: TARDIS design. It also comes with a TARDIS travel mug. So it's a travel coffee, hot, you know, beverage mug and a set of Doctor Who coasters. And uh, he he not only bought it for me at Comic-Con, but then sent it up. And I'm just tickled pink to have it on my bookshelf right now. That's
2: awesome. Because Lord
1: knows I'm not actually going to put food in it to carry it to work and risk that baby getting scratched.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. A ding in the tin. Oh, no. That will
1: not happen. No, this will not be used for its intended purpose. It will sit there and gather dust, only sitting there for my visual enjoyment.
2: If only there was a role-playing Doctor Who card game that you could stick all the cards inside of the TARDIS. Oh, I'm sure there is. (laughs) I'm sure there you know, is. It's, it's funny, Will, that you, um, bringing up the thinking
4: thing and bringing up the tech talk, I'm surprised that you missed on the Sonic Screwdriver Programmable
1: TV remote. Oh, I didn't miss it, my oh, friend. No, no, Will, Will tweeted that. I tweeted that, and I was yes. freaking out about it, because, like, oh my god. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> I must blame you for my wallet being so much less right now. Why, did you already pre-order, you already pre-order <laughs> oh, one?
2: Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, okay, it, okay. It, it,
4: it comes out in September, so I, you know, you can't pre-order it just yet, but as soon oh, okay. as the email comes out, you know, be one of the first things. Not only that, I also ended up last night through the through the site, went up and uh, got me a Doctor mm-hmm. Who,
1: uh, te- the um, sonic screwdriver. The of the 10th? Because you're a 10th guy? 10th. Yeah, because, I've got one of those, but I've also got the 11th. Well, the reason why I didn't get, get, even
4: the get the 11th is because I'm
1: getting the remote control. Oh yeah, there you go.
4: Well, you gotta they have sound one. Different
2: though.
1: Ooh, yeah, they do. They do. One sounds like uh, the doctor drilling your teeth, and the other sounds like I don't know what. Uh, the eleventh doctor's <laughs> makes weird noises, really weird ones. Uh, but no, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, one of the bits of news that came out of Comic Con was that the people uh, that uh, you can buy one of these through Think Geek as well. It is a programmable. Wand. It's a remote control. It's a universal remote. It's shaped like a wand, and you can do certain movements to make, you know, the channels change, fast-forward the DVR, all of these things. So that way you're just, look, I'm casting spells while I watch TV. Ha-ha! <laughs> so what? now they've taken it a level further. They have got a high-quality metal replica of the uh, Matt Smith 11th Doctor's. Uh, sonic screwdriver that it does is the same exact thing. So it's a universal remote control. You have to do certain movements to make things happen and it it also lights up and it makes sounds and I saw it and I'm like this make this is one of those things that's so stupid. I want it so bad. <laughs> and I much. should be ashamed of spending any money on it at all. But yeah, <laughs> it just and because it's a high quality metal one, the only difference though is it, it, if it did the extending thing as well, then it'd be perfect. But I don't think it'd it be does. Perfect, yeah. But I don't think it, it does. Doesn't. It's locked in. But yeah, and you know, because I've been tempted to get the magic wand universal remote for a while, just so I could have not even tell my family it's a universal remote, so that way they're oh, like God. watching. and I just suddenly flick, flick, and. Changes, and I wouldn't even do it in front of them. I'd be like standing in the kitchen and wave the wand so things change. It just.
2: But don't you, don't you have to uh, say an incantation, a spell, at the same time? No,
1: sir. It's the nonverbal spells. Haven't you learned oh. nothing from the Harry Potter world?
2: I know. Okay,
1: there you go. <laughs> All right. That's because you're illiterate.
2: <laughs> With yes. the
1: nonverbals.
2: Yes, I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the whole. That's the big thing in wizard dueling, is once you've mastered the nonverbal spells, it's much harder to counter, you see. Oh, really? You have, yes, because you have to have the right spell to counter a spell. But the movies don't really represent that. So if that's your only um, exposure to the world of Harry Potter, you're not really going to pick up on that.
2: No, yeah, I didn't.
1: Yeah, at
2: all. No, I was fine.
1: drunk anyway. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Wait, did they do spells without incantations? Yes, they do. Both oh, in the books know. and in the movie, like when when Harry and and um, Snake Face Voldemort are facing off mm-hmm. in the final one, there's not a word spoken. They're just throwing spells everywhere, left and right. Uh, it's all
4: crazy. I didn't know
2: if, I didn't know if they're just like, <laughs> yeah.
4: I I figured eventually at one point they forget the names of the spells and they just kind of mutter into themselves like "cautu <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't know. I I just don't know.
2: Or like, you know, like Zatara does all of his spells backwards so we can focus on them. Ooh,
1: that's, that's clever. Yeah. That's hard. Mm.
2: <laughs> he Ever try speaking backwards. Can you imagine if he needs to make some weird incantation and, and he just doesn't know the letters, how to make the words backwards? I, it's Zatara, I don't, I mean, he, he produces Zatanna. I don't think he has a hard time making great things.
1: Ooh. That's true. <laughs> You're doing, God, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean by that because it's oh look it's a it's a female magician and she's dressed in stockings and oh. little you know the show panties whatever you call she, them
2: she she looks like a a, a play, of the Playboy Club uh, waitress
1: who was it somebody recently was tweeting yeah that's right um, but somebody was tweeting recently. And they were on a big run, and it was actually very true, so they had a valid point. This wasn't one of those things where I'm like, oh, beating a drum, uh, you know, whatever. But no, they were showing all of these unrealistic representations of positions that women can get in oh, yes. in comics. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I never thought about that before, but yeah. I really don't think the human torso can twist around that far. <laughs>
2: the, the best is is uh, when they, uh, the artists did... Um, all of the Avengers in the same poses yes. as oh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Oh, Black
1: Widow. Yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> really, I mean, seriously, there's a, there's a time and place for trying to feature Scarlett Johansson, you know, for the money that you're getting for the actress. Okay. And they did right. that on screen. And okay. Yes, it's kind of sexist. But the poster is just blatantly sexist, because it's like all of these men facing forward in a heroic pose, and she's doing the, you know, playmate looking over her shoulder, mm-hmm. showing off her ass. That's what she's oh. doing. It's like, come on, guys. It's awesome. And, 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 and at the very least... In settle the... down there, monkey man. <laughs> but, you know, it, couldn't the... they have at least had her, like, in a battle pose facing forward?
4: <laughs> come on! I mean, at, the, at the very least, in the movie, I mean, yes, you did see Scarlett Johansson's ass, but... You also
1: saw Captain America's ass.
2: Oh, and it was that, just tight. It was tight, right? I mean, you, Captain America's you know, ass by was the corners off that thing.
1: Your, yeah. your, your girlfriend brought this up, America. I don't know what... I never saw this moment you're speaking of where they were just like, this is a... Because like, she made it sound like like this was an explicitly <laughs> shot scene of his ass. It completely was. It's when he's working uh, the very, very first introduction
4: of Cap when he's working the uh, the bag. Oh, he's got this nice... Ass shot of him just like tightening up with every hit. You hung well, a little too. Also- you hung a
1: little too much on the word nice there, buddy. Just so <laughs> know, you know. Right?
2: <laughs> also, on, there on was the just this
1: glorious shot in- of his ass
2: <laughs> when he's in the, his blue suit. Like it, it. You can see his butt dimples. That's oh, that's yeah. how tight you the pants bu- are. You could bounce a shield off that ass. Is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, now Shack it's getting up. real up in here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's netheads on the down low. net
2: yeah. netheads after dark. <laughs>
1: Oh, gas! Why is it when you say after dark, you sound like the claw from Inspector Gadget? (laughs) Oh, no, Gadget. Not this time.
2: I'm just sitting here stroking my cat. I
1: guess so. Is that what you call it now? Oh, boy. I don't know what's sadder, the fact that you sounded like the claw or that I knew you sounded like the claw. And even sadder is, the one doing that last claw impersonation was me. It was Sorry. spot
4: on. It was damn good, yeah.
1: Well, there are times when you get bored and all you got is your voice, guys. <laughs> I was young and hadn't discovered masturbation yet. Let's just put it that way. I'm just curious what you guys do without me with your
4: uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget impersonations.
2: <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Go, go, Gadget Penis. Yeah,
1: why wasn't the dog a secret agent? Can somebody explain this to me? The dog was the smartest one.
2: Well, oh, no, look. His, his niece was the smartest one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, here we go. Ruth is going on. It was so glorious. Tight, tight focus on his spectacular ass. Meow. Somehow I don't think that sounds right when my voice is saying it, it just doesn't probably <laughs> convey the May- same maybe- message
2: for some audiences, it it might be exactly the right voice. Exactly.
1: Even Calvin says it was an awe-inspiring butt. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Which one is he talking about, though? That's the problem with Twitter. Some of this stuff is just out of context.
4: You did see a little side butt from Mark Ruffalo when he was coming out of the Hulk, you know. Oh, right, yeah. So we got a lot of good guy butt in that movie. The butt to male to female butt ratio was perfect in The Avengers. I believe every
1: movie should follow that. Hmm. Hey, speaking of... uh, guy-ass, uh, Trent, (laughs) when you went to go see The Dark Knight, actually your co-host from Zeros and Heroes went with you. Oh, yes! And unfortunately, this will be the last time it'll happen for a while in a movie theater, but but what happened? You were, you look like Trent, like, oh, you know, even though, are you rocking a mullet, dude?
2: No, my hair's just long now. Okay. Uh Yeah, all over. It was looking kind of mullet-ish,
1: is all I'm saying.
2: So, uh, Jonathan, um bought a, a, a movie quality replica um, Batman outfit and didn't want to go alone. so he bought a movie quality Robin outfit for Jonathan as well. I like how it's movie quality Robin when it's just like <laughs> <very> spandexy Robin. <laughs> yeah, which
1: movie the the 1968 Batman film?
2: I don't know, but it's it's pretty well done.
1: Wow. Yeah, this is yeah, hey, I don't want to feel stupid, so I'm gonna spend hundreds of dollars for you to wear one too. What? <laughs> Are you <laughs> sure they weren't secretly doing gay porn after the well, film when you weren't the, looking?
2: The problem is when you have Robin with a beard, it can't help but look like a porn parody. <laughs> so true. Yeah.
1: That's not right. That's just not right. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be playing Robin, it has to just be a smooth young boy, right?
2: Yes, ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
1: I figured that's where you were going with that, and I'm sorry for you. <laughs> but
4: that was that was some, uh, damn, that was a good-looking Batman costume. It really, was, yeah, it, was, was. Yeah, it really
1: was. That was that $325 one that I can never buy because, you know, they don't make it in husky sizes
2: and it's it's cool because it's it what it start what when they make it it starts out as all um motorcycle gear so it's like carbon fiber chest plate motorcycle carbon fiber you know oh no shit so this isn't it.
1: even like one of those things you get at the halloween shop this is something he went to a private like fabricator kind of yes, thing yes mm-hmm, some yeah. person's charging an arm literally and a leg to get these mm-hmm. things
2: yes mm-hmm. okay oh, it was beautiful
1: it sounds like it, but boy that's frightening. What did he drop like 6 bills on it?
2: You know, I I don't usually ask cuz I know money's not a problem for him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he could he, he could actually be Bruce Wayne in, in an alternate, you know. He, life. His he and his family will st- still eat well tonight. He he is the uh Bruce Wayne of Utah, which isn't oh, saying absolutely. a lot, but yeah. <laughs>
1: That just well, means he doesn't need to actually redeem the aluminum cl- yeah. cans, but, you know.
2: That's, that's, that's when we're not including uh, three of Mitt Romney's homes. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we've come to the end of another episode, gentlemen. Is there anything you would like to plug?
2: Yeah, uh, just uh, check out zerosandheroes.com. Oh, and also that's when's the next trivia night, Trent? Oh, trivia is uh, Tuesday if you're in uh, northern Utah at the Beehive Grill starting at 7 o'clock. Just tell, him, tell Trent Will send you. Yeah, just tell him we'll send you.:
1: <laughs> Okay. Americo, anything for you? Um, actually, uh, Ruth has been doing uh,
4: more podcasting, ruthico.podbean.com, Ruth the Night and Day with Ruth and Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. Her
1: episodes are up right there, so and, and, uh, and for those of you that have been longtime listeners to Sir and you've been wondering about Pod you, what he just said might be connected to something. Just saying Real saying, you just put two and two together and you might get five. What? I don't know. Uh, Till next time, folks. My name... Oh, wait, no. If you want to follow uh, Trent on Twitter, he's a part of him. AmeriCo is AmeriCo76. I'm NetHeadWW. The show is NetHeads On Air, and you have been listening... Boy, I read those really fast. Uh, you've been listening to another edition of NetHeads on Smodco
2: Internet Radio. It's Smodcast.com. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer.
3: NetHeads with Will Wilkins.
2: Trent Trent